0: Welcome to the Heart and Liver Podcast, a podcast about two guys spilling their guts about God, life, and fatherhood. Today's topic is how to manage your dreams. We have dreams as individuals. We have dreams as fathers. How do we manage them? There are there seasons to dreams. Do they fade out? Uh, do they sometimes turn into weights? How do you, as an individual who has dreams about what's going to happen in the future and how how to bring that dream into reality, how have we managed the dreams that we've been given? And so today we're talking about dreams that can sometimes turn into weights. Some dreams spur us on, and there are seasons to dreams. Those are the three concepts we're talking about today. First of all, um, let's give an example of dreams that can turn into weights. John?
1: Yep. I thought you had a good one. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I was I'm, talking I'm on for the too next long. One. Oh, I, yeah, right, okay. Okay, so about trains.
0: Okay, I'll talk about trains. Uh, John yeah. used to have... You used to have the model train set, and... I, I had
1: the pieces. You had the pieces.
0: I don't know if you ever tried making a, oh, yeah. a layout. I did
1: in Denver. Yeah. Because somebody donated us a bunch, and the layout and the table and everything. So, yeah, we had it in Denver.
0: And then... What was the story about why that? Cause you moved
1: to Appleton. We moved. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we just didn't have any space for it.
0: Sure. And then I got it and then I took it out to Montana. I was all really excited about it. Um, we had, I had a train set layout in the basement. I remember my kids coming down every once in a while, but it was always incomplete. It never could both my, all of my, not all my kids, but the older ones were into Thomas the train. So I even bought ah. the Thomas. HO scale trains we set it up kind of we I had all kinds of you know obstacles to overcome you know the basement the space that it was in wasn't the greatest and then when we moved to pier I was all excited we I had a whole room in the house not in the basement not somewhere where it's you know has to deal with basement like things and it was a a wait after a while my kids uh, would go in there and they'd enjoy it and I I never said, you know, don't touch anything, don't play with anything. It was I was perfectly fine with them breaking stuff because it, they're making memories anyway. And we had uh-huh. so much stuff from you uh that it would all work out. Right. But it but right. it was just became a wait because it it didn't work right. Uh it was having difficulty with the electricity um and mm-hmm. making sure the track was completely um energized all the way around and making the right mm-hmm. uh landscaping and all of that uh and eventually i just didn't want to go into that room and if you have a hobby it, you know it's kind of important to actually engage in that hobby cuz that's what that's for for your own self care
1: and, and it's supposed to like relax you rejuvenate you exactly
0: right and if you didn't if i didn't even want to be in the room then why yeah it wasn't wow. doing it so yeah i think it was one day when the older boys were playing the game on the dining room table, and Mom, Kelly, needed to uh, have meals and things, and, and I just realized right. that room wasn't being used, and let's just take everything down, make it a game room, and then it wow. and then it brought in new life. Now, it was a room of relaxation, not a room of frustration.
1: Ah, so what did you do with all the train stuff?
0: It is now sitting in an attic here in Shirley. Oh. So,
1: so you still have it?
0: I still have it, yeah. Um yeah
1: and it's it's
0: I don't really have a desire to get it out again because I know it's going <laughs> to be a huge oh. burden to to get it all going again. Yeah. But I did I did enjoy and the other thing is the kids are have grown outgrown it. So it's like, well, that was part of the mm-hmm. reason why I liked it was the time with the kids. So, so maybe Go ahead.
1: Well that's also sort of it was this was an example of a weight. Yes. That you thought your dream of the model train but it didn't work out and it turned into a wait. And then it also is an example of a dream that has a season. Yeah. You had it for a while and then it kind came to an end. Yeah, and it's really hard to let go of a dream, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we had to, our dream was to move to Jackson and, and open a store there. And we opened the store there and then we weren't going to move because kids didn't want to, which is a good reason. And then, um, we had to move the store back up to Appleton. So that was, uh, but it was right. It was hard because we, we endured COVID and we got through it and, we had a following, we had people who wanted to come and shop for books, and we had to let it go. So the season came to an end, and that was hard to accept for me. Everybody else in my family was like, Dad, why, what's taking you so long? Come on. Yeah. Um, but in, so we, you know, we have the store now, and we don't have, we half of it's a bookstore, half of it's discount stuff, and... The bookstore side hardly gets used. And so it's making me wonder if the dream is like feasible anymore or if it's coming to an end. I don't know.
0: And it's more of the other discount goods.
1: Yeah, the other discount goods side of the store is doing well. Um, but I don't know. Huh. And we, we just got the, what, like Keele Public School called us asked us to come pick up a ton of books. And then we had somebody call us from Manitowoc saying they own a storage unit company and they had a storage unit full of books and they said, do we want them? So we came and got them Mm -hmm. take three trips. So we got all these old books. So I don't know. It's like, well, once the word starts to get out and then was it just two weeks ago, the guy that owns truck and junk who you know basically he cleans out places whoever needs somebody to come clean out an apartment or a house and so now he's happy cuz he has a place to bring the books us sure i i
0: was thinking back like what was our for you moving the bookstore what led you to do that was your lease ran out and i was trying to figure out what right. could we what kind of wisdom could we give about How do you determine when it's time the season of something has ended? And it seems like from what I'm hearing from you, your family was the indicator. Your family said, dad, it's time.
1: Yeah. Like Carol Ann was, before we had to move out, um, Carol Ann was always questioning. Why are we doing this?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and I didn't want to believe it.
0: Yeah. Face it.
1: Right. Yep. And I, but then when, go ahead, when, so when, when we had to move, then it was like, okay, it's a no brainer. Boom. We're done. We were out. You know, there was no, it was like, okay, everybody's been telling me up to this point, we should be rethinking this. And then the landlord said, okay, I need you to move. Okay. Bam, it's done. You know? Yeah. I'm sad, so you know there's mourning. But it would—I couldn't—I ch- couldn't stop the decision.
0: Yeah, and it's not like you didn't make the decision. It's just that the, the advice and counsel of those around you. I was thinking about that with uh, right. with the well, I wasn't actually thinking about um, the train set, but when I was serving in Pier, they had called me to do Jesus Cares, and that was a dream oh. of mine to start Jesus Cares there, and. It was, it was very frustrating for me to gain volunteers to help. No one was willing to volunteer to help. And finally, just to have the council, the congregation say to me, cause I had a call at the time, we, we want you to stop. You know, this season of this dream for our congregation has come to an end. So just the idea of someone else, I guess the, the point was, oh. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. wondering when you as, an individual are thinking about when, when, when do I determine when this dream ends, when the season is, this is over is that there are times when those around you will give you that advice. If you're willing to listen and and to act on it, they're going to give you that advice for that dream too. Yep.
1: And the other time would be when you want something different more than what the dream was. Ooh,
0: that's a good point.
1: So like I remember this in um when we lived in Minnesota that I gave up watching Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, all that to be home with the family. And so I intentionally said I want a better relationship with Caroline, I want a better family life, so I have to give up watching TV. Mm-hmm. And that desire of mine, wanting something better, m- I made the choice to end a dream of staying up to date and in, in yeah, the right. know of Star Trek at the time.
0: I, I feel the same way with uh, uh, with putting the game in the train room. Was that I was a desire for me to have a game room for our kids so that they can play games and have it do over the meal time, so we wouldn't have to about clearing out the table and that was more important to me than the trains. So yeah, that's a good metric as well. If something else is pulling at you and it's stronger than what you were doing, it's, it's no, there's no shame in, in trying something different and shifting gears. Yeah. I think it's a real myth just to say, well, once you decide on something, you have to stick with it until, until the bitter end. Sometimes, you just have to no. shift gears. You don't. You don't. You're no, not. No, giving... we learned
1: that from Camp Phillip. Or oh, did you? You kill it when it's going good. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Kill you... it when it's good. <laughs> yeah. You stop the game while it's still going good. You don't yeah. keep it going, and then it turns ugly, and then you kill it. No, you wait. You kill it when it's good.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good point. Uh, some dreams spur us, on. spur us on. I I really like. Something that you have said to me a long time ago about uh, doing things that if you, if you think of it as terms of an airplane, there are things that you do during the day that just make you sore. And, and there are things that are just really hard, like trying to take off and, and they're just, um, the things that make you sore are the things you gravitate toward, but you can use that as an incentive. Like I want to do this really fun thing, but before I do the fun thing, I got to do this really difficult thing.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Um, and th- I think dreams can sometimes spur us on as well. We have something that we like doing; we're going to gravitate toward that, but we should
1: use it as a motivator. My opinion. Yeah. Yep. Or, in our case, it's dr- the dream is to make the store work so we could Caroline can quit Menards, and so we're working hard. To figure out, you know, what needs to be done, what needs to be changed. How do we get more customers? How do we get more stuff? So that, because that dream of working for our own business rather than somebody else's is what's spurring us on to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We only have so a It's lim- hard work. It but, is hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> When it's something Well, that I just, mean, it, it
1: doesn't matter. It does, yes, it's hard making a store run, but any dream that you want to pursue is hard to get to. Yeah. That, and like you said, there's steps toward achieving that that are more difficult than others, and so you still have to do the difficult things to get to the fun things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Not it, there is no job. It, when you follow your passion, it doesn't mean that's going to be completely easy. It'll be easier, but not easy. Mm-hmm. All right. Any final thoughts on how to manage your dreams?
1: It's good to talk them through with other spe- special family, mm-hmm. somebody you trust, you know, and get feedback, not only um before you start on the endeavor of the dream, but also as you're working towards it, you know, to check in, like, is this feasible? Should I be doing this? Like, um, and I guess that all, you have to have like an open hand. Like, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. And you mourn, that you missed whatever it is you were trying to do, and you move on to the next one. You come up with the next one, which may be better. But it you have is, to have that where, yeah, you have to have that open that open hand attitude. Not, I like that, not I, grasping it with a fist. Yeah, Yeah, I like not that grasping picture, not holding on to it, mm-hmm.
0: and and like putting your ego into it. Like this is this is who I am. This dream, whatever it is, like and then you know if it fails, then we say then then we say we are a failure because. This thing that we really wanted to do is, didn't work. And Mm. that's dangerous. Just open hand, just as this is the, or the direction. This is where we would like to go, but where we end up may be different than where we would like to go and to be open to that. And whatever dream you're Mm -hmm. pursuing, you are doing uh, something that hopefully helps somebody else and, and it's something that follows your passion, but then also, it's it. It's not who you are. Who you are is a child of God in Christ. That's that's that. That's where your worth and importance is. Not whether your dream works out or not. That's my mm-hmm. piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for then, go ahead. Yes,
1: you use the same. Use the same when you're thinking about your jobs or your school. That. If a particular class doesn't work out or a particular job doesn't work out, that's okay. Or even if you switch careers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your self-worth isn't, should not be based on your, the hard part is that other people do. And so then they think you are a failure because you didn't fulfill the, what your Even dream stated dream was yeah right or what their what their dream was for you yeah. so like like Carol Ann and I try to intentionally let the kids you know make their own decisions for what they want to do what kind of school they want to go to what kind of job they want to have you know we don't want to put any expectations on them that i felt i had on me mm-hmm. that i want wanted to make sure they are free and that their our love for them does not depend upon their success or their continuing on a certain path
0: yeah one of my most powerful memories of both of my grandmothers was my MLC graduation telling both or I don't know if it was right around the time when I knew it was before I graduated that I told them I wasn't going on to the seminary. And it was a long story to that, but um, and my grandmother was grandma. Rudat was always very, very strong and very proud of her son who was a pastor. And I had just been afraid that she would really come down on me because I wasn't becoming a pastor. And as well as my grandma Hartwig, but they were both there at my graduation from college and they were so proud of me. I have a picture of me with them that I treasure mm-hmm. and it means so much to me because they were proud of me not not because I was pursuing a certain goal but because of what I have accomplished and who I was as an individual. And I think for you as our ah. you as our, our children, that's the same – that's something I, I wish to repeat uh, with you to say we're proud of what the things that you have accomplished – and who you are in Christ, and who God has made you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want you to be a better person today than you were yesterday, but it has no bearing on our feelings for you and our pride in what you've accomplished.
1: Right, and our value of your worth. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well said.
0: Okay, that's the program for today on how to manage your dreams. (laughs) I think, yeah, you could just cut
1: it off right there where we ended.